So today we're talking to Maurizio. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Maurizio is a software developer that uh, created a extension for Atom Editor called Chlorine. So Maurizio, where do we start when we start to talk about Chlorine? I think we can start with the history of the package. Mm -hmm. So it started as an, as an experiment, really. I just wanted to see if I could develop Atom packages, Atom packages with better better tools, because mm -hmm. to develop Atom packages we must we must reload Atom from time to time, and I thought that the hot reload capabilities of Clojure Script would be great to develop. So I started to experiment with Shadow CLJS, and everything was so so great. The hot reload worked, and then. The, I could evaluate code inside the editor with a closure script repo. And I thought, oh, great. This would be great to, to start with a project with a full closure plugin, plugin. So at the beginning, I thought about connecting on in repo, but then I thought, okay, so maybe we can use socket repo. That's, let's say, the, the authoritative way, the, the primary way to connect to closure on today's. And because Lumo works with socket repo too and other self-hosted or, or embedded uh, closure script repos work with it too, like for example, Plank and also .NET too. I think closure CLR only supports in socket repo. And then I started just to see how far could I, could I go with this idea. What would be the way that we can use Chlorine in Atom? What's the installation procedure? So Atom has a package installation. When you install Chlorine, when you search for Chlorine, it will already ask you to install it. And the next part is to install the dependency. There's only one dependency right now that's called Ink. Ink is mm -hmm. kind of like an IDE, like graphical element. So when we connect to a socket repo, it will open on, on the side tab. Uh, console tab, so you can see the results of evaluations and standard in, standard out. On some targets, like for example, ClojureScript, I think in ClojureScript on browser, you also will see the, the standard out, but not on Node, for example. This is uh, mostly a limitation of the, of the protocol for now. Let's see in the future if it would be better. But evaluation will work and evaluation will render uh, an inline result on the console tab and also on the line below the evaluation. So if you, for example, evaluate a block or block of text or selection, it will put the result of that evaluation on the line below on the uh, at the end of the form or at the end of the selection. So what does Chlorine give us? Like when we install it, what do we get? We get a way to connect to socket repos, and I say repos in the plural because it will, it will connect to a closure socket repo, and it will upgrade it with unrepo. Unrepo is kind of like a, a way to to do request response because socket repo is just a string protocol, so you don't have this idea of, for example, I evaluate something and I have the result. It will stream the results and standard out on the fly. With Unrepo, it will give us this, this idea. And also we'll do something more like, for example, we'll do, it will not evaluate infinite sequences if they are lazy. And then we will not, for example, lock Atom. And 
You can also connect to a socket repo with Lumon, that is a self-hosted closure script project. And mm-hmm. after you connect with the uh, with closure, you can also connect to a Shadow CLJS target. So, for example, if you are running a project with Shadow, Shadow will give you uh, a port to connect to socket repo. You can connect Chlorine on it and then upgrade it. It will just run a command and a command on the on this repo, and you can evaluate closure script code on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one question here regarding Shadow CLJS. So normally in Shadow CLJS config file, you would specify well, you could specify like end repl port. So is there also an option to specify like socket repl port? Is this what you mean? Yeah, but Shadow will always open up a, a socket repl port too. And we'll put it on a specific file inside .shadowclgs, and Chlorine will already detect it if this file is present and uh, pre preset it on that port. So you can change it if you don't want to connect on the, on the shadow port, or you can keep it at default and we'll connect it. So the, as you mentioned, this would be auto-detected. So if I'm using Chlorine extension and the Chlorine will detect the Shadow CLJS project and then it will just auto-connect? It will just put the port on there and you can just hit enter to connect. It will not auto-connect, All right. for example. And when we uh, evaluate any expression, as you mentioned, like uh, when they appear under, what can we, like, are there any limitations to evaluation or? For now, there are just limitations on the closure script side. It will evaluate something, but will not, for example, detect the structure. Let's say, for example, if there's a invalid EDN on, on closure script, it will not be able to to show that EDN for you with with a beautiful structure. But on closure on closure side, as we are using Unrepo right now. Even if you, for example, evaluate a Java object, it will show you the representation of that Java object. I think it's just a two-string. There are some Java objects that those have EDN, EDN code. For example, the list, uh, linked list, and other other objects that would almost translate to to closure counterparts. Also, the the Chlorine will detect that these have a specific closure structure, an EDN-like structure, and we will render correctly. But if you, for example, evaluate a project in closure script and you do not detect that it's a valid EDN, it will just inline the result. If it's on the closure counterpart, it will evaluate, it will show it, and if that object implements, for example, Datafy, it will also add some three dots on the side, and you can see more information about that object. I think you lost me a bit there. So you mentioned we are using socket repl, but for closure, we are using nrepl. No, no, we are using unrepl. It's uh, it's an extension to socket repl. All right. It's a project that was was made for be to drive a socket repl in a more programmable way. So when you render something, it will preprint that result in a way that will say, okay, you are rendering, you are evaluating this kind of code. The result will be something like this. And all of these informations are valid EDN. So when you connect to a closure repo, it will send a blob of, of code. That's the unrebel blob, as they call. And then 
mm-hmm. if the repo if the closure repo supports it, it will start to evaluate using this unrepo extension. So are there any special benefits when using the uh, chlorine? Yeah, for example, when you evaluate big code, a big blob, a big, big part of code, when let's say you have a, the result is a big map with hundreds of keys or hundreds of values, or even if you somehow evaluate a range, an infinite range, it will not stop Atom, it will not block the, the editor because of one of the benefits that Unrepo does for us is to pick up these big big chunks of data and allow us to serialize it. So if you have a big map with hundreds of keys, it will only render the first, I don't know, five, ten keys. And you have some other mm-hmm. you have some links on the on the visual editor when you can click and evaluate the rest of it. So you don't I don't know, evaluate something and then become right. oh my what's this big data how when when do i start and so on also if you have the a very complex data you can send it to rebel the cognitex rebel mm-hmm. that chlorine chlorine already okay. implements a, a kind of connection to rebel um, so it's like lazy evaluation, right, of this uh, object? Yeah, it's lazy evaluation. Only one thing is that you can't, for example, evaluate. Uh, the, the evaluation must end. So, for example, if you pick up an infinite range and then transform it to a map in some way or to transform it into a vector, the evaluation will never end. So chlorine has no chlorine has no way to pick up this this part of code and then break it down. No, it will, the evaluation must end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mentioned that uh, there is an integration with the Rebel, uh, which is a Cognitech tool that has been released uh, not long ago. Uh, so how does one go for uh, any kind of extension to Chlorine? Yeah, so there are two ways of, of extending Chlorine. One of them is to implement on the, on the package. I am a little resistant to implementing new things on the Chlorine because it's lots of cut-paste code. So, for example, right now we have evaluate, evaluate block, evaluate top block, and evaluate these same four things, the same three things, and send it through Rebel. So there's already some duplication. One possible way to extend is that Chlorine exports some some evaluation comments. So in the Atom editor, you can, for example, open up your init script and add comments. And as Clorini adds this, this tool for you to, to evaluate code and present on the result, you can, let's say, create a new comment to that will evaluate the, the current variable, right? the current variable that you, that you're working with, mm-hmm. and do something with it. For example, I myself have a, an extension that when I am in a, you know, some closure var, I can evaluate it, and if it's a schema, from a prismatic schema, it will just see, detect it if the, it's a schema and render it in a pretty printed way. So if I'm using prismatic and I'm signing my methods with, okay, this method expects this first attribute with some kind of schema, it will show me the format of that schema. 
Maybe in the future I could also add, for example, to generate a, a custom code, custom value for that schema with generative tools or something. So it would be even easier to mock things in tests. Anything else here for the renderer and the extensibility or? No, I think there's nothing more for now. I am planning on adding some new features in the future. For example, after you render, you can do, you probably will be able to do something like copy the results to clipboard. So we can use it as an example in, in a test or maybe edit some on the editor as a comment. I, th I see most, there are lots of people that ask me to, to add this ability. So you can, for example, test something, see the result, and then test again and see if anything changes without needing to run tests or something. So this would, this mm -hmm. will, these are on the radar, are probably the next steps. What would be the way uh, that someone can maybe extend or add some additional feature to chlorine? chlorine. Okay, so there are two ways. One, you can enter on the Slack. On, there's a channel on the Slack of the Clodurian Slack called Corinne. And there's also mm -hmm. a channel on the Zulip chat. So we can ask anything there right. and we'll do all the best to help. Or you can open a ticket and then discuss something. We can discuss on the ticket and or we can see if there's a workaround or if really needs a development. If you want to, the second way is to really develop the solution. So I, I always think it's best for at least open a ticket with a feature or feature request because this way I can give some hints on how to develop or how to drive to a solution. But if you can, you can just clone the project. There's a scripts page, a scripts folder on the after you clone it. And there's a script called setup. And what this setup will do is just, it will install the NPM dependencies. It will install, for example, Shadow CLJS, some React bindings. And it will register a submodeling because Chlorine right now, it's not being developed standalone. It's a kind of a front-end or an implementation of another project called Repl Tooling. This other project is mostly because I don't want Chlorine to be locked to Atom Editor only. So Repl Tooling will have, it, it doesn't have all the features that Chlorine has right now, but we will have in the future all the features that Chlorine have, for example, to evaluate in central rebel and other things. And okay, so when you clone, when you run this script setup, it will also clone this submodule, and then you can start to do to drive the solution. The way that you work with Chlorine is mostly the same way that you work with any other Shadow CLJS project. So you will watch a build, and it will compile, and after you change anything, it will just recompile and see if there's bugs or anything else. But the really interesting part is that mm -hmm. when you when you clone the project and run these scripts and make the first watch or the first compilation, you can, let's say, symlink the, the project or the folder that you clone it to the Atom Packages folder. So then you can use Chlorine to develop Chlorine. In fact, that's the way I, I'm using right now. 
I'm using it to evaluate code that will be run on the Atom environment. And it's kind of amazing because when you when you are working like this, when you try to connect to a socket repo, you see the, the message on the Shadow CLJS that there's a JavaScript environment connected. And after you save something, Atom will give you a, a notification like, okay, save it, all the settings are reloaded. So you can, for example, test a feature. If it doesn't work, you just change it, resave the file, it will recompile and already will be available for you to run again. So no need to restart Atom, no need to do anything like this. After you develop some solution, you can just open a pull request and we'll, we will discuss the better way to integrate that on the tooling. So you mentioned uh, this REPL tooling inside and you say that the Chlorine is like a front end. If you would give me like, I don't know, high level architecture view of uh, the extension, how would it look like? Okay, so the, the high level idea of REPL tooling is to do all the things that Chlorine does, does today, but we'll just register some, it will not do it on a real editor, for example, it will just register some callbacks. For example, okay, I I want to evaluate some code. So REPL tooling will have a, let's say, a, a comment that will say evaluate the code. But what code it will run if this if it's not integrated in any editor? So the one of the callbacks would be get me information about the current editor in URI. So what's the text of the whole whole editor, what's the file name, and so on. And when you register these this callbacks, you can port the Chlorine for any editor that you want. Any editor, of course, that runs JavaScript. So the, the high level would be this. Right. It's not really on that level yet. So right now, it's just connects to a, to a socket repo and runs out complete and runs some refreshing of namespaces, connects to shadow, does some some mangling like checking if the shadow cljs.edn file exists, what are the builded targets and how to connect in one of these. And other small things like ah the, the render of the results is already full on repo tooling. It even have tests, visual tests. Mm -hmm. I did a um, electron, electron view, so I could test on the repo mm -hmm. tooling. Mostly because it was easier to just write an automated test and then check for regressions and something. So the, the idea to work with the repo tooling is mostly because it's kind of hard to write tests or automated tests, test-driven development in the Atom editor. Atom has a way to work with mm. automated tests on, on its UI, but it's really, really brittle. It breaks or passes, and I have absolutely no guarantee that things are working fine. I even wrote some kind of integration tests that are running on CI right now, the, just to see if I don't, I didn't break something like completely obvious. For example, it doesn't connect to a socket repo. I can't publish the package if it doesn't connect or if it doesn't evaluate code. So there are some integration tests, but the the, the core, the 
The really hard part is just on the REPL tooling because it's easier to test, mostly. So um, if I get this right, the REPL tooling will be like the core functionality and there's some more functionality that you want to move from Chlorine to this REPL tooling. And this REPL tooling then could be plugged in or it could be made as an extension to other editors like VS Code or any other editor that run uh, sort of like JS. Yeah, it's that correct. Is that correct? We even have, uh, right now it, I... I did work in a proof of concept in NeoVIM. It's called Clematis. Mm-hmm. It's also on my GitHub page. And it's really, really, really at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Nothing works right for now. <laughs> but just to see if the the idea to use a repo tooling as an as an editor, as a core functionality would work fine when I wanted to port to another editors. And I think it was a big success. So where are you taking Chlorine uh, for the next step? Chlorine is a huge success for me, at least. At least, It's my primary tooling for working with Clojure and Clojure Script support. On the future, I want to give better integration with Clojure Script. For example, one of the things that really annoys me when I'm working with Clojure Script or with JavaScript is that because of the asynchronous nature of JavaScript is really difficult to see, for example, if you do a request for an external services, it will return you a promise, and then you have to resolve the promise, but there is no way to wait for the promise to resolve before sending the results, for example, to, to a socket repo. And I am trying to see, or I'm, I'm trying to take the, the next level of Clarine to see how could I evaluate a promise, and then when it uh, resolves, automatically change on the on the atom view that that promises is now does now have this specific format so i think it will be great to see the format of the data you're working with even in when it's asynchronous so the idea of chlorine is mostly this to work with data so if you have a really data intensive application it would be great if you could explore that data in a lot of formats i also thought if if it would be a good idea, for example, when you're uh, rendering a hiccup format, if you could just render on a real browser or as Atom is, in fact, a real browser, if I could render in line in the format of the hiccup data or I can have some tab that will just transform it on the HTML elements or maybe even graph, plotting graphs or something. I'm not really sure if I'm going to to program something like this, but I, one of the things I really wanted to do is to make this renderer process a little bit more extensible. So lots of people could add their own extensions, like, okay, I don't want to see my data in this format. I want to see in another or something like this. Other things I wanted on the feature of the project is to inspect JavaScript objects because right now I'm only inspecting Java objects in Chlorine. So, for example, if you have a JavaScript class that it's returned from an external operation or interop, Chlorine would be able to, to give you the getters, the setters, the parties, or maybe key values if, the, if it's a JavaScript map, JavaScript object, in fact. Let's see what more. Ah, I also want to add uh, the .NET support that right now it's not really working. I want to add .NET. I want to add, for example, Arcadia. That's something that I'm really excited to start to work with. 
Yeah, I think that's plenty already. You know, I don't. I'm not sure if you really need to. Add that yeah, more, it's it's a lot of things to to imagine on how to work with. <laughs> so the biggest part would be the closure script integration. Uh, so that would enable us to also use FigWheel and all the other tooling that is available. Yeah, in fact, I wanted to. I want to integrate everything that has a socket repo. So if it have a socket repo, mm-hmm. I would integrate. Let's say I don't know. There's a right. I think there's a part of closure for Rust that's in the very beginning. If that uh, project would expose a socket repo, I want to integrate with Clarin. All right, Mauricio. I mean, I'm mainly doing actually the front end development with Closure Script, so I'm actually waiting for you to uh, finish this integration with Closure Script and then uh, really take it for a spin. So, thank you so much for being on the show today and explaining everything about Clarin. Great. Thanks for inviting me too. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes or any other platform you're listening to. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it, discuss it on your own podcast, and you can support it directly by buying my video courses and learning Closure Script and Closure at my website, jacekshe.com. That's J-A-C-E-K-S-C-H-A-E.com. Thank you for your support of this show.